Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Sean Tipping coming to you with the Automotive Diagnostic Podcast. This is just going to be a quick midweek tech tip for everybody. I'm going to try to squeeze these in wherever I can. It's going to be a very brief episode. No intro music, no outro music, just straight to the point. Something that, who knows, might make your life easier at some point or another. All right. So that being said, not going to waste any time. We're going to get right into it. This is an issue that I actually ran into today on a vehicle, and it reminded me of one that I recently dealt with on a different vehicle. Two completely different vehicles, actually separate problems, but the same symptom and uh, the same culprit, I guess you could say, uh, causing the problem. So I'm going to start with the vehicle that I worked on today which was a 2014 Infiniti QX60. I was called into the shop. The problem with the vehicle that they were having is the factory remote start was not working. And that's actually the problem on both of these vehicles I'm going to be talking to you about here. But uh, it has a key fob. This Infiniti had the intelligent uh, key access where it's push button start. Um, but on the key fob itself, if you lock the doors and you're outside of the vehicle and you hit, it's a little arrow in a circle. If you hit that remote start button and the doors are locked, the vehicle should start and run. So you can warm up your engine in, in the cold or get the AC going when it's hot. Um, I'm sure you're all familiar with remote start, but I am referring to the factory setup. This is not an aftermarket installation. This is fa factory remote start on the factory key fob and it's not working. Okay. Now all of the other functions work for this key fob, the unlock, the lock, uh, the rear hatch, alarm, the um, push button start works as well. When you enter the vehicle, it recognizes that the key is there and it starts up the vehicle when you press the button. The one function that does not work is the remote start function on the key fob. Um, there is a warning indicator on the dash that says I key or intelligent key malfunction. Uh, I think it said C service uh, manual or service garage or whatever. There was a warning on the dash. That was the only warning. Uh, the shop did note to me that they recently installed an alternator and a battery, and they thought maybe it had something to do with that. They weren't able to figure out what was going on though. So they called me to check it out. So I get in and the first thing I'm going to do is an all system scan. And you should pretty much be doing this on every vehicle nowadays. If you're doing any type of diagnostic, I mean, we've got so many modules, so many things interconnected, get the big picture before you jump into anything. Um, scan all the modules you're able to and see what the codes are. And this led me right to what I needed to know. There was a code uh, located in the BCM, the body control module, and this was the reason the light was on the dash. The code was B26FE. Um, the definition for this code says hood switch air, or it said something along the lines of uh, bust input hood switch air. And if you look at the setup on this vehicle, there is a hood switch. It doesn't go right to the BCM though. It actually goes to the IPDM, which is the underhood fuse box. And then the message on the position of the hood is going to go from that IPDM over the CAN bus to the BCM and the BCM's going to make decisions based on that. Um, now it's looking for the correct input right here. It's seeing that 
it's not a correct input. It's not open. It's not closed. It's just not the correct input that it is expecting. So it's throwing an error code and you're getting the I key message on the dash. Oddly enough, there wasn't anything on the dash about the hood, um, but that error was there, that code was there. Okay, so let's think about this. What does this have to do with our remote start? Well, if the computer's on whatever vehicle you're working on, it doesn't matter if it's an Infinity or not, think that the hood is open, you're not going to be able to activate that remote start. Now, there's a lot of other reasons that can disable a remote start from functioning. Um, there's a whole host of enable criteria that has to be met before a remote start will work. But one of those being is the hood switch and the, the, the position of the hood as viewed by the control modules that are in charge of doing this. So anyways, the BCM doesn't like what it sees from the IPDM. Okay. So before I get too wild on this, here's, here's the thing. And I say this a lot and gosh, I mean it, do your visual inspection just that should be another one of the first things you do along with an all system scan, but just put eyeballs on stuff. And I'll tell you what, boy, I find the fix to so many problems with my visual inspection. I'm almost kind of bummed out sometimes because I don't get to pull out my fancy scopes or my testing tools or do any really cool, neat tricks to figure something out. I just see it. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's it. And maybe I could do a test to confirm. Sometimes it's not necessary, but anyways, I do my visual inspection and I look at the hood switch. I follow the wire or it was a uh, loom of wires that exited from the hood switch down to a connector. And what do you know? It's unplugged, right? And that feeds into the IPDM and then through the rest of the system. So I plug that back in. I hop in the vehicle and clear the codes, get everything ready to go. I exit the vehicle lock the doors, remote start works. We're all good to go. So when they did the alternator, they unplugged the hood switch. Uh, they said they had to remove or move the front clip and that's why it was unplugged. Okay, whatever. It's fixed. That's easy enough. Um, and that's kind of why I included it in a tech tip episode is because it's not much of a case study to be totally honest, but it is something that we want to watch out for uh, if you have any issues with remote start. Now, a lot of scan tools, you can go in and you can actually see uh, what is the inhibit reason for something like a remote start or even vehicles with like auto stop auto start features you can look at the data stream and you can see why is this feature being inhibited and it will tell you this is the reason we're not doing this or even starting an engine sometimes it'll tell you and i mean a i mean a normal start with the key um, you, you might be able to find that Anyways, uh, let's move on to the second vehicle uh, so I don't keep this too long. Uh, the other one, and again, this Infinity reminded me of this vehicle that I did. Uh, it was a while ago, more than a couple months, but very similar situation. So actually, the symptom was exactly the same. Um, this was a 2008 Chrysler 300C with a 5.7 liter engine. Customer calls me. This is actually uh, just a friend of mine that I do some work for. And he says, I bought this uh, 300C about a month ago and the everything works with the key fob, the lock, the unlock, the panic, but the remote start feature didn't work. And one of the things I always ask is, is the check engine light on? Because I think we've all run into, especially on a factory remote start, if the check engine light's on, that's going to be a reason why the uh, remote start could be inhibited because uh, they do that on purpose. Even if it's like a vent solenoid code, <laughs> it's going to stop the remote start from working. 
So um, he said, there's no check engine light on. I said, all right, well, well, we'll check this thing out. So I get the vehicle and this one took me a little bit longer to sort through. So I'm going through everything and I don't see any errors in this system. I don't see anything that could really be inhibiting this remote start function. Well, I get to be looking for the hood switch position in the data stream. And this is in the TIPM, which is pretty much the same thing as the IPDM in, in Nissan Infinity. It's the total totally integrated power distribution module, something along those lines. We call it a TIPM. I'm sure you've seen one fail once or twice. Anyways, I'm in the TIPM because that's where the hood switch feeds into on this particular vehicle. And I did verify, okay, I've got a hood switch there. It's, it's electrically there. Um, but I don't see a data pit in there, no matter what I do. And I'd expect to see it. Sometimes they don't include that stuff, but I don't see a data pit. And so I decided to actually test the switch. And this was a pretty easy open-close switch, pretty easy to test. And I open and close the hood switch, and I watch the voltages. I don't recall exactly what they were, but it changed from one state to another. And it changed at the TIPM. And so I'm wondering, okay, well, is there a problem with this TIPM? I'm really not sure why I'm not seeing a data pit here. And actually, after doing a little bit of research, um, there were some other people that had run into similar issues where there'll kind of be data pids missing or just the things acting weird. And a suggestion that was made online was to restore the vehicle configuration. And this is an option you have with Chrysler vehicles, uh, CAN bus Chrysler vehicles, where you can go in through the YTEC, which is the factory scan tool, but you could actually access this through a J2534 device now as well. But you go into YTEC, the factory scan tool application, and you need to be connected to the internet to use YTEC in general, but you have to be connected to the internet uh, to connect to Chrysler's server for this. But if you go into the guided functions, you can access restore vehicle configuration. And what this is going to do is just use the VIN number from the vehicle and go through and I guess do exactly what it says is restore the vehicle configuration. But I think it resets all the modules to what was factory for that vehicle. And I can't say exactly, you know, all the changes it's going to make, but I gave this a try. I said, let's give this a shot. Let's see what happens. So as soon as I do that, as soon as I restore vehicle configuration in this 300, I go back into the TIPM, I have my hood switch open and closed and it, it's working and we try the remote start and it works. Okay. So for some reason, and who knows, maybe a battery was changed. Who knows what exactly happened? The TIPM just lost the hood pit. It's just not there anymore. Some sort of file was corrupted. I, I don't know exactly how stuff like that happens, but it does happen with electronics. Weird stuff happens all the time. So it didn't have a hood pit. And now it didn't set an error for it, but somewhere in its programming, it did still need to see that the hood was closed before it would operate the remote start. And I think part of that, that programming, and it makes sense, but they didn't want a customer that had brought their car to the dealership sitting in the waiting room and a technician is under the hood doing some work on a live engine and the customer sits on their remote and the remote start, uh, you know, kicks in or maybe they're draining the oil and there's no oil in there and the remote start kicks in. So that's the idea behind having the hood open is to prevent a situation like that. But in both cases, both vehicles were missing that hood switch input 
because it was unplugged or because something was wrong with the programming of the module. Correcting that is what took care of it on both of them. So again, just a quick tech tip. If you're having issues with a factory remote start, make sure to check your hood position input to whatever module it feeds, and uh, that might take care of your problem. That is all I've got for you today. Hopefully that was helpful, or maybe it will be in the future. Otherwise, thanks for listening, and get out there and start fixing the world one car at a time.